With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. Barkley put it looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Boom, let's watch the video tape. 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 Yes! Victory Monday, kids. Welcome to the mothership, the Grease Pole Podcast, episode 128. Appreciate appreciate you. Fuck. Taking part, every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever the hell else you podcast, new episodes are available and drop each and every Monday evening here on YouTube as well, where we're simulcast, Greasepole Podcast page, hit the subscribe button, won't you? That, uh, that'd, that'd, that'd be swell of you. Victory Monday, we'll get to the birds, uh, on the doorstep of another Super Bowl appearance, yet another NFC Championship game. So we are uh, we're in a good mood here on the pod, and we're in even better a mode because uh, mood. I'm not doing great at English, so uh, our guys here to help me out though, or help us out, man. Um, can you can you hear my voice? It's not as hot as yours. Oh yeah, I can definitely hear your voice. Let's let's be be a career. Let's be a, you know let's go to be a coach mode. How about that? Let's would, do would that it. be uh, would that be good? Let's do it, man. Um, I I I once was a coach. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, dudes? How you doing, man? I'm good. I just finished dinner. I'm feeling good. Okay, what was for dinner? Fish? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, salmon and uh, had veggies, a little, little bit of rice. And also, uh, ooh, you know what I did recently? Though? I made a little concoction in the crock pot, a little, little chicken, little chickpeas, little black beans, a little bit of uh, pineapple chunks. Oh, uh, it, sound, might, it might not sound good, but it's actually really freaking good. No, I'm and uh, a, a little bit of a cumin, actually, for a little bit of a, little bit of a, a, a tangy uh, kick, if you will. It's, uh, it was pretty badass. So it, it's almost like a soup. It comes out as a soup. Sure. Uh, so I added, added that too. It's, uh, it's, it's good. I hey, tell you what, what did you, uh, what good. did you say you threw together? What'd you call it? He said, uh, I didn't call it anything. I just threw it in the, in the crock pot. A concoction. Uh, no, you, a concoction. Do we know what the root word of that is? 
Cock. <laughs> Junior high pod. <laughs> and you followed up concoction with cumin. <laughs> yes. We're mature as fuck here cumin. today. Cumin. Cumin. Yeah, yeah, a little cumin. Yeah, dude. Okay, so I've got <laughs> good obviously, news. But obviously I said cock because chicken. Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. I know rooster, but it's a it's a it's a small play. It's a small connection. There. Oh, see, I just went immediately to penis. I didn't <laughs> go. To... Oh, well. oh, you would. Yeah, but anyway, our I time know. is running out here. Our time is running out. It so is. Let's, uh, let's get the good news out of the way before we talk uh, Vancouver. Um, so yeah, yeah. V knows I told her on the way. Sweaters are here. <gasps> oh. Sweaters oh, are it's here. About, it's about <laughs> damn time. I'll tell you what. I was honestly, I was honestly about to text you. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday during my uh, unavailable period this weekend. I was like, you know what? I'm going to text Corey on Monday and tell him that I want to murder whoever the third the third man is. Uh, who's the third man? Uh, because yeah, exactly, where is my sweater? Like this is. This is insane at this point. Bashes Beach '96 about to happen though. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we got them, and they are. I'll say this: I didn't take them out because I, I, we all wanted to reveal them together mm-hmm. on an episode. Yeah. However, the way they were folded, I did see the crests. Mm. Quality. Mm. I didn't okay. unfold, so I can't say for anything else, but. Uh, yours, Joe, was on top of the stack, and you're the lone non-cracking sweater of the bunch. <laughs> yours, yeah, well, yours looks yeah. good, dude. Yours looks good. I, I'm sure it does. I mean, the 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 kid is is on fire. Um, he's he's gorgeous, great head of hair, tall man. So are you, man. You know, so uh, <laughs> he's he's a he's a boy of the same stature as me. Maybe I'm his daddy. Oh. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I just realized something I that I'm I'm not going to spoil here. Or maybe I was You know what? You got your first No, you have to. Yeah, you got your first choice. No. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I cuz I at the time I thought it was Buffalo and then I realized that Vegas was your first choice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, I just realized that epiphany light bulb way too late in the game. <laughs> um So yeah, dude, a lot's going on in Vancouver, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, isn't it wild though? Like, honestly, let's. Uh, no, that's l- Minnesota, let's... Joe. What's that? <laughs> said, you said, "Isn't it wild?" I said, "No, that's Minnesota, Joe." You oh, told us well, that but... was a bearhead in glass shattered it for but, us. But Bruce Boudreaux did coach the Wild from 2012 to 2020. Oh, look at you! So it fits. It fits. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just think it's wild that uh, uh, Vancouver. So here's my thing. Here's my thing, and I can say this because obviously I'm a Capitals fan, and Boudreaux coached the Capitals for a number of years, like uh, 2007 to uh, 12, probably. Yeah, yeah. uh, 2007 to 2012. Pre-Minnesota. This man, before he went to Minnesota, well, he went to the Ducks, then he went to Minnesota. That's right, that's right. Anyway, point being is, like, he's one of the coaches that has, like, an actual winning record, and he's he's great. Like, you know, he's – I don't remember the actual – percentages i looked at it earlier today somewhere in the six though like he has a winning record as a coach and he's been coaching for a long time the man's a damn good coach to me and the reason i brought up the capitals it's the team of vancouver that's the problem and they're letting go of a great coach when the team sucks it's the team's problem because and again going back to the capitals he brought to the he brought the capitals to the playoffs almost every single year when he was their coach almost every single year and Here's the thing, and Ovi has said this himself after they won the cup. 
And he's like, essentially, in so many words, obviously, Russian probably, but in so many words, he was like, yeah, I was kind of a piece of shit all those, all those years before. It wasn't until I actually got my shit together to be a real leader that we won the cup and I was going to do anything to win that cup. My point being is that they're, Vancouver just let a coach go. That Are they going to win a Stanley Cup? Not necessarily in the next few years, but such a, uh, the, a great coach when the, it's the internal team that's the problem. Who's their leader? Like, right. Horvat's not stepping up. Garland's not stepping up. OEL's not stepping up. Peterson. Like, they essentially, like, they all hate each other. It seems Peterson, like. Brock you know? Besser. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, and Besser, like, nobody's stepping up. That That's why they suck right now. Like, you know, so, I don't know. I don't think adding Rick Tockett as the coach is really going to change anything. But, <clears> I mean, I guess, I guess we'll see. But um, it's just wild to – you think about it. Boudreaux got added in November last year. So he didn't even really get a chance. Like, no, I think he he's didn't. Had like a hundred, hundred games for Vancouver, and I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's won more than he's lost because they had that big surge uh, last year when he came on. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate, honestly. He did the best he could with that roster. With well, not even because the roster itself is fine with the team and the the chemistry and the way things have gone for them on ice. And they've look Thatcher Demko's been out for a while. Um, that. That certainly hasn't helped. So they've had like Spencer Martin and I don't know who else platooning for him in that. That's not going to make life any easier for you. And I think Boudreaux's won. Is he? He's won over a thousand games. Yeah, for sure. As a head coach, uh, he's he's coached over a thousand games. Okay. He hasn't okay. Won, he hasn't won over a thousand though. I got you. I got mm-hmm. you. Okay. So I mean, and but he's well respected around the league, and it was so cool to see what they, you know, the fans there in Vancouver and him get emotional because he said he's like you don't know this might be i want to take this all in because this might not happen for me again the flyers true, fan yeah. in me though is super geeked that it's Tocket. Tocket was my first ever flyer sweater i bought when i was 18 years old i love Tocket, <laughs> and it's to see him get an opportunity with a team that isn't arizona is is pretty cool man i've always liked vancouver um Side note, get rid of the fucking whale coming out of Come the on. sea. Go back to the flying <laughs> skate for fuck's yeah. sake. Dopest, so dopest sweaters so just, in hockey history. I just looked. He's coached 1,087 games. He's 617, 342, and 128. Hmm. So that's more like than respectable. Percentage of six something. So that's that's pretty damn good. And in Vancouver, he coached 103 games. He's 50, 40, and 13. So he has a winning record as a Vancouver head coach. Yeah, barely over a season is what he was given, and it's yeah. it's so, very unfortunate what's happened there. And you know, but, I, and it is uh, be, just because. And I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to kind of uh, totally uh, totally screw my whole uh, argument over. It's terrible for Vancouver because. We don't really know what Rick Tockett's going to come in and do. I mean, he had no. that little run in, in Arizona, and he, he brought them to the playoffs that year, I believe, also, when they have never any right to go to anywhere. Uh, but right. so it's it's terrible for Vancouver because they're losing out on, on a great coach. But here's where I'm going to totally like throw away my, my argument there. It's kind of nice because – Boudreaux is one of those coaches amongst the league that is part of the old boys club. Yep. And maybe in the next few years now, we can actually start to see like some of those older coaches getting out of the league, like Rick bonus, 
uh, yeah. now, uh, now Bruce Boudreaux. Um, honestly, even though he's the Caps coach, but Peter Laviolette, Lavi. I mean, all these guys, all these guys that just keep going to different teams. Um, you know, let's let's uh, let a, let a new breed of coaches come and see what happens. You know. Yeah, I got love for Lavi um, because he's so do I. Obviously, like yeah, I'm waiting for him to bring a championship to to Washington again. You know? Yeah, like, so, he's great. But, he's and that includes that includes our head coach Torts. I mean, look. I wanted when we got rid of fucking Vino and you know we're in the, in the market for a new head coach this year. Tockett was the guy I wanted, and that was probably fanboying me because Torts is the right hire. Um, but I wanted Tockett just because I wanted to mark out over seeing my guy on the bench. I mean, it's great for him to get another opportunity that's not with a team that ended up playing in a fucking you know Arizona State's. <laughs> And I know we go back <laughs> yeah, to that every time with yeah. Arizona, but Playing what else is there to go back to? Exactly. An actual barn. <laughs> yeah, you play in front of 5,000 people if you sell out. Good for you. Hey, the um, mullet arena, baby. Like, what yes, are you doing here? Yes, <laughs> named after Rick Tockett's hairdo time. from back in the day. Um, Obviously. You know, but it was it was cool to see Boudreaux get that moment. And, you know, who knows, man? It's <clears throat> I don't know where Vancouver is at in the standings right now. You know, obviously mm-hmm. they're – you know, the last yeah yeah down there though they're they're buried yeah so i mean it's it, it's the, it the pacific so you could go on a 10 game win streak and be right back in the playoff contention so, that's true but that's um, the thing it's know. like you do a mid-season switch to rick tockett and what do you think that's going to accomplish i out of anything for respect for boudreau and what he's accomplished I, you know you'd at least like to see him finish out the season yeah, I mean, at least give him a full like a full season, right? Because he hasn't had a full season. Like this would have been his full season as coach had they not just fired him. Uh, so it's kind of kind of wild. Uh, Vancouver is currently sixth in the Pacific. Yeah, I was just okay. With, yeah, with with thirty nine points. 39. So Jesus, they're fourteen out they're, of out of the wild yeah. card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Woof. But anyway, I mean, like, you know, that's the biggest thing I think is um, Vancouver trying to uh, like essentially put a Band-Aid on, on, a, on a massive gaping hole. You know what I'm saying? Lipstick uh, on a pig, dude. Yeah. And uh, so it's just going to be I'm it's going to be funny uh, when we uh, start talking about ucks on, a, on an actual puck pod. Yeah. Uh, on, uh, to see how this actually uh, shakes out with hiring target so we'll see it'll be interesting man it'll be interesting for sure um what we need to do and we could do this off air of course but let's start uh get the wheels turning about sweater pod because yeah yeah. i want to i I mean i i could probably uh i could probably pop up there next week oh hey (laughs) yeah i could probably do that uh what's the uh yeah i I could probably pop up there next week all right can we can we pencil you in yeah, pencil me in. Pencil right. me in for a live, a live uh, sweater reveal. Uh, so I guess that means. Well, I guess I don't have to take off my shirt to put the sweater on. I put the sweater <laughs> over it. But yes, you um, do. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I could be. I could probably be persuaded. <laughs> That's where I come in. <laughs> just this have is... your just have your leather ta- your leather pants. Oh, dude, I'm ready. I've had them ready. I have never been more ready for anything in my life. I hope you have yours. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, I have a whole bag full of them, bud. Uh, all right, we need to control word off air, yeah? We'll text later? Yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah, of course. 
Boys, Boys Boudreaux, control Boys, ward. We also have to start thinking about because the roadie is literally only a couple weeks away. Like three weeks away. I, yeah, I was I was gonna say like we got to start uh, figuring out the the plan for for all that. So and uh, don't that, look that's... don't look now, but like the the Panthers are coming on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Preds aren't great, but they're not awful either. Like we might be in for. I mean, it'll probably be a shit ass sweater matchup but like it could be a really good hockey game yeah it's it's a sneaky good game might be good (laughs) yeah and either way there's a lot of good players there that i'm geeked to see kachuk uh my guy tanner janot as we've said is having a cheeks year (laughs) so yeah there's that but you know you get to see yossi that's a hall of famer you know that's true yes he's gonna be a hall of famer so i mean uh you know douchebag i mean duchene uh he's he's not bad uh (laughs) Flip Flip Fursberg. I mean, he's he's a pretty good good. I mean, UC Saros has been killing it for a while, so yeah. that'd be cool to see see him versus whoever they fucking put a net for the Panthers. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bob took the net back. I mean, he's I mean he's not like lights out or nothing, but yeah, he's still if you dubs. go off resume, yeah, he's a two time Vezina winner. I you know, yeah, after true. we yeah. got rid of him for a Powerade machine, <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, he's a guy I dropped in a league, and like when I dropped him, I'm like, "Good, get yeah. the fuck out of here!" Hell off! My and now team. I'm like, "God damn it, <laughs> I could, I could use him because yeah. Samsonov is uh, dropping three to the uh, to the Habs and losing in overtime. Goalie cool. carousel, dude. <laughs> Thanks. At like the worst time of year too, when it's starting to ramp up a little uh-huh. bit. So yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's tough to come by uh, solid solid tendies. That's for sure. That is for sure. But you know who did? Uh, did you guys win this past week? Corey beat me. Six, I did. Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's about exactly the response that deserves. <laughs> no, well, I was in it until Saturday, and that's when Samsonov uh, he, he blows a two nothing. Yeah, he blows a two nothing lead. I was like, oh, word, a shutout and the dub. Yeah, yeah. to keep pace. And then he loses 3-2, and Gustafson got lit up for four goals, I think, against Florida. Yeah. and They lost 5-3. Ottinger got me a shutout early, which anytime you you get the shutout, it's way better than seeing it in the other person's column. Mm -hmm. Because you see it in the other person's column, and it's deflating. You're like, well, there's two points I'm not getting. Mm Mm-hmm. Every oh, time I, I mean, play uh, you, Joe, I swear to God, you get a shutout every fucking time. I mean, two weeks ago, Marty, Big Marty Jones got me two shutouts. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know what's actually funny about this? I mean, I, I beat uh, Fletcher Sketchers, like, no problem. Uh, I, I was beating her for, like, since day one. But the point break. is, um, what's funny <laughs> is I didn't get credited for a goalie appearance, for a goalie appearance. Oh. And it actually, it actually went in my favor because – Martin Jones got lit up for five goals on Monday. They didn't mm-hmm. count it. It said that he didn't play the game, which is wild to me. That is uh, Hey. <laughs> Yahoo fucking weird. sucks, man. Yahoo uh, anyway. is cheeks. It's so bad. <laughs> anyway, so it works bad. for me because I still won, so whatever. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. It's funny because I, I got another. I have to say this as I sent in the group chat the other night, just so it's it's established I'm not entirely cheeks in fantasy this year. Uh continue to kill it in taylor's league two game lead on first Ooh. so i just I, I i i gotta i gotta mention that just so people know i'm not entirely ass 
Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely mention it, dude. I mean, it's it's no problem. I mean, you know, the one that you actually run, you suck at. But um, <laughs> I'm so one. bad. Jesus. I know. And it sucks because I was like, I love this team this year. And for what? I don't know. He picked up like four goalies this week. Yeah, I've got five goalies on my squad right now because after having, after figuring out and deciphering my goalies had cost me a lot, I just decided, you know what's not going to happen anymore? That. I'm carrying every goalie that's available. Holy shit, you do have five fucking goalies, Yeah, dude. dude I'm not going to make that up. Trust me, because I know it sounds fucking stupid. But, but you won. I'm, I'm, I'm True. Pretty, yeah, I mean, yeah, you won. I'm pretty sure... Copley and Frank Coos are both backups. They are well. Copley was uh, Copley had the Kings uh, gig on lock, but Quick's probably going to start sneaking his way back in because he's been chased. Yeah, uh, I think his last two games. So that's probably he's probably going to be available on waivers uh, this coming week at some point randomly for another random goalie that's probably a backup. <laughs> but it's I mean, weird. You do you, boo. I don't you like do you, him boo. because he spells Phoenix wrong. He puts the E before the O and that's not, that's, that's not the, that's not the Webster's way. Well, I don't think that he got to choose it when he was born, but yeah. um, you know, no. we could always, uh, you could always go and beat the shit out of his parents. Yeah. That or just go to your local courthouse and get it changed. Huh? Maybe swap the O with the E and be normal. Well, maybe he's Swedish. Maybe they don't do that. He could be. The Swedes do spell things wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? I mean, <laughs> spell all the things wrong. I didn't, anyway, I didn't anyway, know this. I'll, I'll let you. Uh, hey, uh, I'll let you guys uh, get back to what you're going to do. Uh, go birds. Oh, hey, yeah. yes, sir. Go birds. We'll uh, we'll try to get you over here shirtless next week. Yes. Yeah. So, let's plan on it. Let's love you, it. buddy. Love y'all. Later. What a guy. What a fucking guy. Um, always good to hear our guy. Um, yeah. I didn't want to bring up the fact that the Broad Street Cheeks eked one out against you this week, friend. Because uh, I, I know that's inconvenient. It it stinks because, you know, I was, I was, I'm chasing Thomas for first. Mm-hmm. So that's why it stinks. And like I said, the thing that blows is Saturday's what fucked it. Yeah. Because neither guy got the dub. And I'm like, well, now I can't even make enough moves to catch any of those goalie. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Right, right. No, I know. And it, it, when I picked up Frank Coos yesterday morning when I was sitting on the shitter, there's a fun image. <laughs> um, I knew I was like, I mean, he's the backup, but I mean, he's been hot lately. He was one of the, I believe, one of the three stars of a week last week or the week before. I could have that wrong, though, but, you know, it's. The Avs have been... They finally woke up. Right. So it's like, you know what? Who who knows, man? It's it's one of those things you're just throwing darts and mm-hmm. you're hoping that... You're hoping something catches because it's like outside of... Outside of Ottinger, kind of hot is a hope and a prayer every time you throw him out. <laughs> yeah. I had Sammy Urson, but we just sent him back down to the AHL because yep. Sandstrom's good to go. And then I got Flower, Copley, and... Frank Coos, who I just picked up. So it's it's there's a lot of dudes there. It's just it's not a strong depth chart. It's just their bodies. The so the two things fucked me last week. The biggest thing that fucked me was Saturday. Both the both the attendees didn't show up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh fuck, man. But like more so, I couldn't make any moves early in the week because there was a pending trade with Joe. Yep. And it was a pending trade where I was just going to drop the guy I was getting anyway because I wanted picks. Right. And, and Joe 
we went through all that song and dance and he ended up dropping Lindgren too. Uh, dude, I saw that and was like, we did a segment on the pod about this <laughs> and he's out there. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, but in hindsight, I should have kept Rich because he got the dub against y'all last night. Yes, I mean, he I, did. You know, I think it was <laughs> yes, he did. five, three. So, I yeah. mean, I'm, I might have inched closer on goals against, but they jumped out three, nothing quick like you blink and it was three nothing winnipeg and then we tied it up three to three and then we remembered where the flyers were not supposed to win these things <laughs> and uh five to three was your final score but riddich had like a solid year for calgary a couple years ago like riddich is he's a good good backup it's yeah. just i already have gustafson in that role right and since samson like it seems like neither murray or samsonov can take that the leaps position right and you they don't both want go out and, <laughs> just and stink it up subsequently shit all over themselves right and you don't want to be like your boy and carry 96 goalies <laughs> no you know because pretty soon before you know it i'm gonna have mystery guy eric comrie on my <laughs> yeah. roster because i'm fuck pretty it. sure he's available he's out there because i looked i was i looked at every goalie remember we had uh on gear freaks on the stream last week some random goalie playing for like los angeles or something. yeah Who the fuck is that guy well i don't even remember his name nope but yeah that was his photo had to have been a silhouette <laughs> in nhl 23 i'm convinced that's not an actual person <laughs> that's like a developer's son or cousin or some it's, shit come here take a picture i'm gonna put you in the game yeah all right this is what you get for sharing <laughs> genetics with me. So we love pucks. Um, our guy kind of teased it, but a uh, hockey pod uh, to come soon. Details yeah. uh, will be revealed at the appropriate time as we get them sorted out. But hey, sweaters next week. So you guys can finally stop listening to us. Uh, bitch about that. <laughs> so um, victory Monday, man. Yeah. Um, actually yesterday was victory Sunday, technically because it was a Saturday night game. And, uh, your boy, uh, your boy consumed quite a bit for the first time in a while. Oh, really? But it was happy consumption. It was happy consumption. Nothing got out of hand. Nothing got weird. Um, and it felt good. It felt good to do it on a joyous occasion. Um, it was all good. Celebrate good times. Come on. We beat the fuck out of the Giants 38-7. to And really just dominated them from the outset, dude. It was, I don't know Thrice if you saw any year. of it. But, like, it immediately you realize like you're just waiting mainly for Jalen Hurts to take that first hit mm -hmm. because you as a fan want to see it to make sure that he's good. But you also, you want him to know I can absorb this and pop up and I'll be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's not, you know, I'm not questioning his effort, but I'm just saying once you get that validation, you know, you're good to go. There's no question. I'm fine. And he was good. He didn't, you know, it, when it was passing, when he's in the pocket, clean pocket to work with, he took a couple hits on the runs and that shit's going to happen. But generally speaking, he was going out of bounds. He was being smart. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want to see. Third play of the game, uh, pass to Dallas Goddard, who just hit a Dory Jackson with a fucking filthy stiff arm. And it, it, I don't know if it's possible for the third play of the, of a game to set a tone, mm -hmm. but it felt, it felt very significant even at the time. And this was after like a 30, 40 yard gain to Devontae Smith on the second play of the game. And you're like, okay, they came out swinging. They're coming out throwing. Like we're not fucking around with these motherfuckers and ate up like five minutes at the clock, went down the field and scored immediately. And it was the defense followed up. Hassan Reddick, two sacks, the following drive and the giants never stood a chance. And when you have, 
you know, what the Giants considered to be their strength and their defensive line being dominated by what's our strength in our offensive line. And that's the Eagles' strength is in the trenches, both mm. sides of the ball. And that's the way the Super Bowl team and was that's built. That's how Super Bowls are won. And, dude, trenches. exactly, man. It's like your last team standing are always teams that are strong in the trenches. You don't do shit without an offensive line. That's why. That's why Vic never won a championship. Yeah, dude. And why the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl last year. They finally addressed their offensive line. And once they realized, yo, we can't get. We can't get Burrow killed back here anymore. So, and now look at him. You know what I mean? And it 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 really was domination, dude. It was it was you know the Giants just hit a wall. And what it was, and not to shit on Minnesota, but they played the Vikings, mm-hmm. and the Vikings were revealed to be a fraud. And you know it it was a message: we belong here. You're in our way. Get the fuck out of the way. And so then you're faced with the dilemma going into Sunday of. And I had this thing where it was like, go Niners, go Niners, go Niners. Because mm-hmm. you, first of all, you want Dallas fans to shut the fuck up. Yes. And get out of the way because they will when they lose. And the other part of you is like, anytime they lose, it's a plus. You never mm-hmm. want them to win. But as the days going on, I was starting to be like, you know what? Bring them on. Bring them on. Because a whole week of Eagles, Cowboys just. John Eddie hatred yeah. leading up to a fucking NFC championship that happened back in 1981 for us to go to our first Super Bowl. I haven't had that in my lifetime. Like that was the year my mom and dad got married. Like mm. I wasn't even a fucking forethought. So to have that would have been fucking sweet. At the end of the day, you don't get it. The Cowboys do what they do every year. Dak Prescott shit himself, you know, a couple picks, horrible picks. And it's, it's Eagle San Francisco now. And you know, I'll say this, man, if it no two games are going to be exactly alike, but our guy Sirianni was feeling himself yeah. on Saturday night, dude. You know, the the camera caught him on a hot mic telling a ref, I know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, <laughs> there's now T shirts made uh by I think it's Barstool Philly. No idea why I'm plugging them. I wish they'd plug us. They don't need mm-hmm. it. But I want to buy one of these motherfuckers, and it just says, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool, dude. And it, he had the swag out. And, you know, the, the new thumbnail we've got to intro the pod, you know, the camera caught him after I think we made it like 21 nothing, And he was just sitting there. He looked at the camera and just – he was <laughs> feeling himself, dude. And it was – he's done a great job of understanding what this team is – what its strengths are, and good teams play to their strengths, and that's exactly what the Eagles do. We gained more rushing yards, 268, than the Giants had total yards. Mm. I mean, it was fucking wild, dude. I don't – now, look, I say all this to say I don't see that being the case against San Francisco this week because San Francisco has a grown-ass man team. This is – it's felt for a month or so like it was just you have the Eagles and you have the Niners in the NFC – Everyone else, Dallas, Minnesota, all of them were just kind of, and it's, they're headed for each other on a collision course is how it's felt. And now here we are. It's without a doubt, it's the two best teams in the NFC and they're built very, very similar. You know, they're both strong in the trenches, both sides of the ball. Uh, both have weapons that you can, that are just, I mean, they're loaded on offense, a plethora on both sides, AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, 
you know, it, it, for us. And then for them, you've got Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. They got CMC now. And you've got two smart offensive coaches and Nick Sirianni and Kyle Shanahan that know how to use the talent they have. Offensive line, defensive line, strong, good, active linebackers, secondary, uh, you know, uh, Darius Slay's not playing his best football right now, but he's still, you know, an all-pro. Uh, safety spot, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's back. Reed Blankenship, my guy, left a couple plays on the field on Saturday night. And you can't – you can do that against the Giants. You're not going to be able to do it against San Francisco. But I believe their two uh, starting corners are out. So secondaries are both a little vulnerable. And it's really – it's it's – for me, one of the big things is, and you hate to go to quarterback because it feels cheap, but Jalen Hurts, who just picked up his first playoff win, uh, somehow comes into this game with an immense more experience than Brock Purdy, who was mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant in this year's draft. He's a fucking rookie, dude. Mm-hmm. And look, he's been he's been good. Uh, I liked him a lot at Iowa State. He deserved to get drafted, and he deserves an opportunity, but... At, at this point, even though Purdy has two wins in the playoffs to Hurts one, you know, Hurts is the reason he put himself in the position to get one this year with the bye as opposed to the two that Purdy did. And, you know, it's – it's I can see Purdy's not moving around the way Jalen Hurts does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's kind of – and I'm not comparing these two here, but he's Tom Brady-esque in that – he can move around in the pocket a little bit to keep his ass upright, but he's not taken off to really scramble on you, whereas Hurts will. You know, so you have to account for both those threats, you know, over the air and on the ground. So for me, that is going to be a huge factor. And our defense can very much pressure Brock Purdy and frustrate him, unlike any defense he's played so far this year. Yes, even Dallas. Mm-hmm. And that said, we have Look, we've got more sacks this year than anybody in the league. One away from tying the all-time record of the 84 Chicago Bears, right? 71 is what we had. They had 72. The Niners have the number one overall defense, and they have – it's going to be the defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa. They can get after us as well, you know. But you also have an offensive line with the Birds that has nothing but all pros and pro bowlers up front. So it's going to be bully football. It's going to be physical. If you like old school, tough football in the trenches, this is going to be the game for you. It's it's all the pretty shit is going to be in the AFC title game later on in the day with Cincinnati and Kansas City. You're going to get the hard nosed football out of this game, and it, you know it's going to be tight. This neither team is going to run away with this fucking thing. It's not going to be another thirty eight to seven. So, you know. I'm really glad that we have the early game, 3 mm-hmm. o'clock, and then you lead into about 6.30. The AFC title game starts Kansas City and Cincinnati. And uh, it it I had a feeling about a month ago, man, and I've told a few people, it just I was kind of reading the tea leaves and seeing everything, and I was like, I just got a gut feeling about the Eagles and the Bengals. And I was texting with Frank last night, our guy, host of the unofficial Bengals podcast, and you know, he and I've talked about it for a couple of years since we've done some shit together. And he was like, man, we've talked about this for a couple of years and we're a step away now, man. And it's like, you know, you're talking about all the content and all the stuff you can do together and how cool it would be. And aside from that and everything else, I honestly think that that would be the best matchup. And it's nothing against Kansas City. It's nothing against San Francisco. Hell, the 
the storybook writes itself with the Eagles and the Chiefs. You get Andy Reid, mm-hmm. you know, against Nick Sirianni. You know what I mean? Andy against his former team. You got the brothers Kelsey against each other. They do a podcast together every week. Like it, it, the story writes itself. But I think in terms of generationally, the NFL and kind of the backstories of the two teams and the history. I think Eagles, Bengals, and the types of teams that they are now would probably be the best game. And you've got Mahomes, who's on kind of a gimpy leg after the Jacksonville game. Uh, You know, will he be at 100%? And I just – I think Cincinnati comes out of the AFC, and I don't want to say it because I'm hella superstitious and I've knocked on wood anytime I've said anything that had the word Super Bowl in it for the last month, but I feel good about Sunday. I feel good about Sunday. It's not the way it was after week 18. After seeing the way we looked Saturday night, and yes, it's just the Giants. I get that. But it's a fucking statement. You know, this entire team hadn't been together mm-hmm. for over a month. And there's been injuries, which led to a couple losses, which led to people kind of forgetting about us because San Francisco and Brock Purdy and Dallas obviously gets a lot of attention. And Cincinnati's been hot. But Saturday night was there to remind you who the top dog in the fucking league's been all year long, whether you want to recognize it or not. You can say it's the Giants. You can downplay it. But it is what it is. It's the birds are a force to be reckoned with. And one more game, you're on the doorstep of the Super Bowl now. And it's just like Malcolm Jenkins said a couple years ago. The goal is never just to get there. The goal is to fucking win, mm-hmm. especially when you get this close. It's like you can fucking taste the shit, and you don't want to look back and go, God damn, we were just a step away. That's all the Andy Reid tenure was. That's why he's in Kansas City now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, Sirianni has a chance to do the exact same thing that Doug Peterson did, you know, his second year in Philly. And it's it's they were both players, coaches, but I think that credit our guy here, Sirianni, Peterson ended up in the perfect place for him in Jacksonville. Peterson fits Jacksonville. He was a Philly guy, too. He played there. He knew what to expect from the city. But Sirianni's temperament fits this fan base so well because watching that dude, he gets so goddamn fired up and so fucking intense, especially when shit's going well. Watching that dude on Saturday was a pleasure, not just as a fan, but as a former coach and a former player, too. You love to see your coach express that level of emotion and that level of belief in you and he is make no mistake about it you can make fun of the initial press conference and the flowers and everything else that motherfucker is what puts this roster over the top and not to mention the effort let's watch the videotape what a guy huh (laughs) what a guy what a fucking guy howie roseman good howie comes into play with the re the reshaping of rosters every year you know, drafting, eh, that's when you get a little bit of the bad Howie. But in terms of the numbers, the salary cap, you know, off-season pickups, things like that, reshaping a roster, Howie took a Super Bowl team that completely fell on its ass because of Carson Wentz. He had to reshuffle shit, and within one off-season has turned this team into a fringe wild card team to a fucking Super Bowl contender. And there's really there's going to be contracts coming up at the end of the year, but a lot of guys are locked in too. And so not only that, but you've done a great job of kind of putting the next generation in place. Jason Kelsey, it's going to be devastating to lose that dude, but he's flirted with retirement for the last two years or so. And if we win it all, I'm not in his head, but I'd bet money he walks away. And he started business ventures. He just, him and his wife just had a baby. 
you know, and he had a hand in the birds drafting Cam Jurgens sent around in Nebraska in the second round this year. There's a reason why that happened. So, you know, the roster is set up fairly well. We said it last time, too, after, you know, the previous Super Bowl, right? And you make it to the divisional round against Saints the following year, and Alshon Jeffrey drops a pass. And the team that year may have been even better than the Super Bowl year. But, you know, you have to turn over. Guys leave. Shit happens. You make some bad picks. And now the job, how he's done, completely reshaping this roster. Look at the offseason acquisitions. A.J. Brown, Hassan Reddick, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, James Bradbury. These are all dudes that have played fucking crucial roles for this team and making it where it is and again the most important one of all nick sirianni in my opinion you know aside from the moves that Howie made so everything has come together beautifully and you know whatever happens and you certainly hope it continues but it's been a hell of a ride man and this team is you know you want it to continue but this team is set up for success in the future and jalen hurts extensions coming down the pike so you've got the guy they believe in him and it's 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 a beautiful thing to see. And San Francisco Eagles on Sunday, three o'clock is going to be a fucking blast to watch. What are your thoughts on the NFC championship game? Who did you want to see San Francisco or did you want to see the Antichrist Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> because in all likelihood, they'd be easier. Let's face it. But nonetheless, and Skip Bayless come out and said, well, Dallas was better. Dallas was the better team. They just weren't prepared. OK, well, then how are you better? Exactly. Skip Bayless is an idiot, dude. He's a gimmick. Yeah, fuck that guy. but uh, And fuck the Cowboys, too. That's why you're sitting at home. But I don't want too much bad karma because we still have one game uh, left to get to the big game in Arizona. So uh, hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Also, uh, follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever it is that you podcast. New episodes drop each and every Monday. Leave a review as well if you'd like. Either way, appreciate you taking part. Enjoy Championship Sunday. And let's hope that we have another victory Monday next week for Mm -hmm. next week's episode. Sweaters to come as well. We'll see you then. As always, go birds. Yeah. There it is. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? (laughs) Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 The hex. Go birds. Go birds. That would be great.